Hello beautiful souls and welcome or welcome back to Cosmic Chats Astrology Unveiled, the podcast where we dive deep into the world of astrology and we explore how it can guide us on our path of personal growth and healing. I'm your host, Elle, and I'm here to share my passion for the sun, moon, planets, and all of the stars and their influence on our lives. In each episode, we'll explore different aspects of astrology and how we can apply its wisdom to create positive transformations in our own lives. I'll be sharing helpful tips, interviews, and all that you need to know about the weekly and monthly astrology forecasts, including monthly new moons and monthly full moons. We'll dive into topics like understanding birth charts, decoding planetary transits, and really harnessing the energies of the zodiac signs and houses. So if you're ready, it is time to embark on a journey of self-discovery, and together we'll uncover the secrets of astrology and learn how it can help us navigate life's challenges, embrace our strengths, and tap into our highest potential. It's time to unveil the magic that lies within you. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode and with today's episode I am joined with a very special guest Mariah. She has come in to let me look at her natal chart and we're going to discuss it and discuss how certain placements and aspects have played out in her life. So I'm really excited to dive into this. How are you today Mariah? I'm good. How are you? I am good. Besides this nasty cold that I have I caught while traveling. I'm just trying to get over that. Because we like even right before this which is like hilarious but we adopt our different voices for different things and like even as like we both shifted into like okay working dog mode we both of our voices change like you're like I am a cold and I'm like and I'm talking like this for some reason (laughs) I love it yeah so good so So everybody Mariah she is actually okay I'm so excited about this because let me just tell you every single episode that I've recorded so far everybody has been a Sagittarius rising so it's so great to have an Aquarius rising (laughs) (laughs) yeah the Aquarius rising is like I'm like I am here to help everybody figure out this astrology thing together (laughs) I'm so excited this is gonna be so great um it's so funny because growing up I lived in a neighborhood, right? And one of my best friends, she had to move away from me, sadly. But then another friend moved in next door. And when we first met each other, we were we were talking about our birth dates. And we actually had the same exact birthday, but no. she's an Aquarius rising. Ah, so it was so that, cool. Yeah, it was really gorgeous. And, and how was, long did you spend with her, like in that iteration? Yeah, so we were neighbors where she was literally my next door neighbor. And we're still, she was just in my wedding as a bridesmaid. We're still close. So not as close, like we don't talk as much, but it's like one of those friends where you never lose touch. Like you can pick things back up, you know. That's Aquarius Rising too, is like we'll never leave any of our friends. I always, as a little girl, I never was succinct in like a, a whole group. Like I wasn't super and I'm realizing that that was that's my identity now but I never felt like I was subscribing to an entire group of people I wanted to be a part of all the groups and my mom told me this story when I was talking to her about this one time she was like you were we were planning your eighth birthday party and you said to me you're like can I invite my class from last year this year and um my swim team and she's like we cannot invite 80 kids to your birthday party and I'm like well, and I guess I like was just not, it was not having any of it, but I wanted, I always want everybody to feel included. So 
That is such an Aquarius. Yeah, definitely. That makes sense. You know, Aquarius over the 11th house of like friends and yes, yeah. networking and, and the collective. Like yeah, we want, collective we want everyone to just be a mesh and like nobody's different. No one's separate. It's all the same. So That's so beautiful though. I love that. Oh, you know, I really do love that. And you know, what's also really cool that I thought like when I was looking at your chart is that you have, and I'm looking at whole sign, by the way. So you have okay. Uranus and Jupiter in your first house as well. So I feel like now with an Aquarius rising plus Uranus and Jupiter in your first house, you have a very beautiful energy, right? Like you can, I can tell that like when you're in the room, people like notice you oh, and your energy, you. especially so with the, these placements as well, really captivating energy. And do you find as well that you have changed a lot throughout your life? Like you're yeah personal identity yeah. in a sense I, I sort of and that's a that's a great point because it's something that I, I I go through these levels of like grief almost as far as like transformation goes just because I do feel as though my identity has changed so many times like people will say to me there's no way you've done that job and I'm like no like I have I've done every single job that you could even like imagine or like figure out because I want to play every role in society or in the collective so that I can understand and I think that that's why I also am in this place now where I pursue astrology as a lens be- because it's showing me and showing others like all the parts of you, no matter what they are, they all belong and they have to be here. And they're gorgeous because they I get to just be the reflection of all of those iterations like all around. Wow, I love that so much. And that actually leads me to to actually ask this question too. How did you come across astrology? Mm, This is a question I get asked a lot, obviously, right now in my life, just because I'm using it more in a heavier hand, I guess, with as a tool. I think the first time that astrology ever was, and I always say this is like there's so many different ways to look at life in general and to look through it in different lenses. But I think astrology has become my lens because it's one so prominent in society right now. And it's also the age of Aquarius. So it's like, we're all like, well, let's do this in a really cool new way. And I'm sitting back here like, yes, I've told you guys about that this whole time. <laughs> but I think overall, I began studying it, quote unquote, when... I was probably like little, like eight or nine. My aunt, who is just a witchy lady, she's an Aries sun. She is a Taurus moon, Libra rising. And she just, she's always had those little teeny things that like the witchcraft and the crystals and the books and the things and the stories and et cetera, that really allured me to her. And my Aries sun also, she was my expander and like being my true self. And she still is. So it's really gorgeous to use it as a tool because it's just like, and also this is another thing, it's like, not that astrology isn't everywhere, but the entire Rockefeller Center display for Christmas this year is the astrology wheel. Really? I didn't even I was I like, know that. What? what in the world? Yeah, it definitely is becoming more mainstream. Like I watch TV shows and they're always talking about it now when like yes. before they never were. No, oh. and I'm like, I'm like, this is I think good. like a mass awakening, like within the collective yeah. currently. Oh, I just, uh, that's mean? my deepest, deepest, deepest prayers. Yes. Just that everybody feels safe to be themselves. Yes. Yes. I love that so much. Now, 
you have a Taurus moon. I love Taurus moons. My best friend is a Taurus moon. And I find that you guys are just such loyal, grounded people. And especially in like the presence of someone's life, like I feel like you guys are like ride or dies for your, like you said, for your friends. But also like talking about the Taurus moon, it's in the fourth house. And so I have my Sagittarius moon in the fourth house. Do you find like very connected? You have my mom's placement and I literally just wrote that. I hadn't looked at your chart until we started our Zoom and I just was thinking about how, and we can talk more about this, like maybe on this side or wherever, but how our mother's connection to us is through our moons and how I was like, I need to learn more about this fourth house placement of a Sagittarius moon. And you're like, I have it. I have it. I have it. In Sagittarius fashion, you're like, let me help you learn. Yep, exactly. No, that is so funny because I was going to ask how the fourth house moon kind of played out for you. Of course, Taurus and Sagittarius are very different energy, but. You have to tell me. I need to know. I want to know Absolutely. So for my, in my experience, right, I feel a deep connection to nostalgia. Ah, okay. I reflect on my childhood a lot, even though I had difficulties with childhood Mm -hmm. and my upbringing and whatnot. And most of it stems from, of course, because like Sagittarius is all about like belief systems and things like that. I did not. Freedom. Freedom. Freedom as well. Yes, I needed freedom as a child and I could not always get the freedom that I needed. But then also on top of that, my beliefs were very different from my family's. So Mm -hmm. we would like, they were very, very religious. They're worldly. You're from other world. And it's funny because one of my other good best friends has a Sag Moon as well. And her mom is actually from a different country. Ah. So that was interesting. You know, her moon placement, her mom's. Her mom's actually so interesting to see. I'm pretty sure I have, I have everybody's chart. In my uh, yeah, we have, I'm like, I'm like the thing about being like someone who is an astrologist and like is fascinated. I'm like, I have everyone's charts. I'm like, get it out. But oh, it's Capricorn Moon. That's, ah, that's, yeah. Her mom has a Capricorn Moon in the second house. I don't know if this oh, time she, is correct though, so it might not be the second house. But she's just leading her into out of her old like bound restriction sort of energy into this exploration of her life she's like you don't have to be in this like straitjacket anymore we're gonna go out and explore the world wow yeah Gorgeous. so that's and, and so I was gonna ask you have you felt like a really strong connection to your family and to your childhood and at the same time though when I was looking at your chart you also have squares to your moon so you have like Jupiter and Uranus in the first house squared to your moon so I'm like oh well maybe she also might have either very eccentric people in her life or she has people who have different beliefs so it could I'm be one of those you're the eccentric one yeah so I figured yeah. So I'm, I'm the different one. I'm kind of like the black sheep per se, I guess, of my family, which has caused me to, I, today I was studying my 12th house, Michaela, the starry-eyed mystic. She is an astrologist. She's one of my biggest teachers in the world in general, but she is an absolute dream. So if you ever get a chance to do a reading with her, she's so, so special. Um, she just did my 12th house reading. And a lot of your 12th house is about your past life and like the things that you kind of have to come to peace with and also like your shadow work. But for me as a child, I was the sole sort of stability, groundedness, really just like even keel. And when I had anger or frustration, it was absolutely not okay because I was the adult, quote unquote. So it was 
really difficult for me to like express myself and and say how I felt and then in turn that grows resentment obviously but we all have our resentment that we have to heal it's just more so how much you're willing to forgive yourself for it without forgiving and also seeing the other people as children as well because those those children the people you also chose your parents you yeah you, and that's the other thing about I love um, that you have that belief too because that's what I believe as well like we oh, choose the lessons we want to learn in this lifetime and of course and we need them like we family if we didn't have them we wouldn't become our full iteration of ourselves and there are very painful experiences that children go through and, and mm-hmm. human beings in general, but they're never, ever, ever here to punish us. They're here to teach us the lessons we need to learn and then in turn and obviously create boundaries in places where the iteration plays out too deeply and you aren't able to walk away from it, but really to accept and forgive that these people are children and like they they have their lessons and their things that they have to learn here in this lifetime and to have the grace of it is really, really beautiful. It's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. And the only thing that is tricky for me in fourth house is that I don't, and I'm learning with this is that I don't necessarily feel as though home is always a secure place for me. Mm-hmm. So I kind of retell the story of like Madeline or like, like love movies about orphans when I was a little girl, always wanted to run away. <laughs> um, yeah really interesting sort of like expanders that I was seeing these really magical little girls like Matilda was my icon I used to watch her all the time and be like wow she has all this frustration and anger and she can turn it into magic into magic oh my gosh I love that so and then she obviously does that and Miss Honey's like yeah you're magical go Mm -hmm. get them sister and I always say that Miss Honey is sort of the expansion for the child that has to stifle their magic and that that's their highest self. So if you have that story playing out for you where you feel like you have magic, but you don't know where it went, it's you need the Miss Honey, the higher self to come in and say like, no, no, express yourself, use that magic, use the frustration and anger and turn it into your power. I love that. I love that perspective. That's so, that's so beautiful. And you know, what's really interesting is that you have your North node in the sign of Virgo, but it's in your eighth house in whole sign. Mm -hmm. That is transformative for sure, because the eighth house is all about transformation and rebirth and getting deep and into your psyche. And it's trying your Neptune in the 12th house. So in my opinion, you're here to live a very spiritual life. I don't know if you can tell me more about this because I'm curious about it and I have shadow around it too. But as far as the Neptune trine with that North or yeah, with my North node, I have this fear that I'm going to be like in this meditative dreamy state forever and that everybody's going to forget about me and oh. that I am like going to be useless because oh, wow. I, I can't do anything there, but that's actually my power, which is so okay. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Okay. So you have Neptune square Chiron. Chiron is your wound. Mm-hmm. Having that might be why you feel that way at times. That's not easy energy. And it's also Chiron is in the sign of Libra. And it's in your ninth house of beliefs and higher learning, higher education. Have you had any wounds connected to like struggling to find something to believe in when you were younger or relationships and beliefs? I think this is something that I think about a lot too, is like throwing my pen, the teacher student role. So Mm -hmm. my mom is a teacher. I grew up going to school with her every single day 
men and men in iterations began going to school with other teachers and so there was like this like miss like I didn't understand who the student or the teacher was because I was like who what we're on the same you're my mom I don't understand who's in charge you know and then I assumed responsibility of all the children because I was like okay well this is I'm going to work every day I'm, I'm a working teacher you know like so that's what my my inner child sort of started to develop is like become disciplined and structured and like you have to go to work and we're gonna and you're not here to enjoy you have to perform wow that makes a lot of sense with the chiron yeah. in the house and because of course you can look at that for teacher as well and learning and higher education also but yeah having it square neptune in the 12th house can cause some confusion for sure yeah so i almost resent the energy of a virgo because i'm like yeah i don't want to I don't want to do that. It sounds really stressful. I'm like, I've been working my whole life. I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> no, I yeah. feel that. I I struggle with Virgos for a really long time. And it's because, of course, I have all my Sagittarius placements. Mm-hmm. So it squares their Virgo placements. Yeah. And yeah. that creates the challenge. And that's not easy. How do you see the, like, what do you feel as though the teaching moment is mm-hmm. with a Virgo because they're so dedicated and they're so of service of others. They really are. They really are. I think of them as mother earth because Mm. they're so worried about all the different aspects of, Mm. of nature and the climate and the ecosystem and also the people and animals. And like, that's why they're perfectionists because they want to make sure everybody is taken care of. But what happens in Virgos, in my opinion, is that because they try to take care of everything, control everything into perfection, they forget that nature is actually has its own ecosystem. It does yeah. it all without us trying to control it. In any way. Absolutely. I could see that as well. And, uh, you know, my Chiron is also in Virgo. So I struggle with perfectionism. And I think everybody that I've attracted who are Virgos can reflect that wound back to me, that like self-worth wound. So I think what they're really teaching me is to find worth and value in myself yes. for sure. Yeah, what house? Oh, it's in my first house. Aha. Uh-huh. And a you said your dad is Virgo? Yeah. No way. So your dad's Virgo's son, and he, and it's your rising. And it's my rising. I swear. And it's also I, a Virgo rising as well. I swear I wrote this today. So my dad is an Aquarius rising. I have an Aquarius rising. And literally, then I said to you before, my mom's moon is in my fourth house. So. The synchronicities. So, it's crazy, obviously, yeah. we're learn something together well because they do say that you tend to either have the same sun sign or the same rising sign as one of your parents even sometimes Mm -hmm. the same moon sign you kind Mm -hmm. of like inherit those from them so me my brother and my dad all are virgo risings oh my god and my mom's a virgo rising wow yeah yeah and my roommate is a virgo rising Wow. Yeah. Wow. wow. I love that. I love that so much. But yeah, you know, with my dad, like he struggled a lot during my childhood and my parents had divorced and there was a lot of home Mm -hmm. and family life issues. Pluto hitting my stellium in the fourth house when I was really young was just like not fun. Uh, That was like rough. But now I've healed a lot of my relationships, like my family life. Me and my dad have a great relationship now. And he is such a giving person. 
Yes. Oh, they're so, so generous. Mm -hmm. Like they really just like will give. And this is the other thing I think that what happens with Virgos is that they remember that nature, because they are the curators of nature and like you had this essence about you where you, you trust the wellspring. Like you have this like infinite source of being like, oh, nature returns, like the blooms return. We can, we can give from this cup because it's, it's never ending. So it's really beautiful because I think that there's so much forgiveness in the sign and people always are, I think that sometimes Virgos can get the, I guess, like the perspective on them or the lens on them that they like burn out and then they run away. And I'm like, no, they never leave. They're the, probably the most like steadfast reminder that you have support forever and ever and ever because they trust. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I love that. I think, you know, anybody, like no matter what sign you are, there's going to always be this energy that you can fall into if you're, you know, you have a lot of wounds and you haven't done a lot of self-reflection. And so I think that like sometimes the that side of Virgos would be the nitpicking, the judgment, the controlling, things like that. But the opposite side of that is just so beautiful, so generous, so loving, so willing to help. And like you said, be of service. So yeah. it really is beautiful. Now, when it comes to your chart, though, what would you say is a placement that you feel like you resonate with the most? And before you answer that, I just want to tell everybody, um, well, actually, you can tell them what your personal planets are as well, and which one you resonate with the most. Okay, so well, actually, I'll, I'll give you the ones that I feel like I resonate with the most. And obviously, yeah, we'll go from there. So my sun sign is Aries. Um, and that is in my third house. My moon sign is in Taurus, and that's in my fourth house. I think that out of those, and then my my rising is Aquarius. Obviously, I feel the most. I feel the most like an Aquarius, and I think what is so funny about that is that I thought for a long time. This is why we need people. I love everybody and their ability to find this information out now but please be accurate about your birth time because oh, you can do yeah. a whole chart for a ringer if it's not right and so I had I thought I had a Taurus rising for like 10 oh years God. that's definitely not Aquarius energy that is not Aquarius energy so it and it felt what's so fascinating during that period of my life I was really operating in and this is the thing about Aquarians is that I always say to them like check what octave you're in because you can operate in a really low octave or a really high octave because you get fixed because mm -hmm. Aquarians are fixed signs so if you're in that lower which is interesting that Taurus is so like fixed and stable and he's like I'm not gonna move and I'm yeah. grumpy here and I need a snack so like that was me I guess in, in a lot of ways and I maybe I just need to be in that energy for a little bit like be frustrated and angry well, and it also makes sense too with your Taurus moon Mm, yeah so I was like wow I'm so Torian I'm just gonna stay here and not move <laughs> but I also enjoyed so much of the luxury of my life during that time which was gorgeous now I'm like all right let's share the gifts <laughs> but I do feel the most like my Aquarius rising I think that I just have like a true exuberance for life that I just want people to be happy and loved and just living and whatever they need and yeah, that's, that's definitely my, one of my, one of my favorite parts about my chart. I also really like my, like all parts of me. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I love that. I, th I think that's so important to like love ourselves. 
Yeah. It's our only, it's our only purpose. Truly. Yeah. Yeah. Just listen to that little, the little kid, you know, that's like, Hey, I want to do this. And you're like, really? (laughs) You haven't taken us to do this in 26 years. And I'm like, okay. So I do love all parts of myself. And I think that also my Chiron and Libra, I think is really huge for me in my ninth house because it's sort of my purpose here, I would say, is like to really find like beauty in others and show them that beauty and and help it heal my own wounds and heal as well theirs. So definitely 100%. And what I really like is that your North Node is trying your Ascendant, and it's also trying your Juno, and Juno talks of commitment, but it also talks of marriage and partnership. And so even though you have the Libra wound energy of like woundedness with relationships and whatnot, how is your love life if you feel comfortable talking? Because you have some aspects that show that, you know, you could have a really beautiful love, but then you have Pluto opposite Juno, which also brings in this like energy of like possibly going through power struggles when it comes to commitments at times. Yeah. Oh, my love. I feel as though I'm in love with everyone all the time. <laughs> like gorgeous. That's um, I find love very easily. I do find it everywhere, which is always really lovely, obviously. Mm-hmm. I, and I think what happens with me is that I get afraid to commit because I don't want to. It becomes kind of like a job. Mm. um it can feel as though it's like work because I want to make everything really beautiful for them and lovely and then I forget myself so oh yeah I I love so deeply and I love the whole world so deeply that I feels almost even like also this is something that I'm realizing almost like in this moment but it feels selfish to pick one person well um, to be in love with and I I've had really beautiful relationships and I've spent a lot of time thinking about that over the past year because I've been well Venus was in retrograde so I was like I'm gonna think about this stuff and it was in my fifth house and just so funny but I really I've been like I don't I don't know what what is it that you want out of a romantic relationship my my friendships are so fruitful and like all of my relationships I find them very easily and that is interesting but I've gone through a lot of different iterations of the way that I've committed to people I love that I think that's a beautiful take on love to be honest and yeah I mean I never thought of it in the perspective of like it's selfish to choose one person that is so interesting and now you've really opened my eyes to like something new like a new way of like thinking (laughs) about love (laughs) yeah love it love is such a when we find love in others, right, it's it's really just mirroring back to us what we need. It's the it's a wound feeling that we need and something that is medicine for our soul in a sort of way. And I do believe in that some souls do need to be together for longer periods of time to learn lessons together and yeah. really deeply heal. But sometimes you just don't get people for a long time and yeah. that might be me. <laughs> So I think I, I'm excited to see what this next chapter brings now that I've made, I've done a lot of healing in regards to romantic relationships over the past year or so. 
which is just all like you deserve to be supported and committed to which is my 12th house so I can do it all my on my own and disciplined and structured and I'm, I my my Aries is also in Saturn so I'm like I'll do it all by myself I, I'm fine I don't need any help here at all and they're like you look like you're not you're not you don't look good and I'm like okay <laughs> like, okay fine help me I'm like okay help me but just this once suffer that no. <laughs> so yeah speaking of transits you also have been going through Chiron transiting your third house for a while and now the North Node is in your third house transiting your third house. Have you been learning a lot about communication? Mm, yes. And learning. And so much learning. So I don't know much. if you have siblings. Yes, I do. I oh, have um, an older sister. This is so funny. I was just early about this the other day, but I have an older sister um, and then I grew up sort of just like basically in like kind of like split households, I guess, in a way, but I grew up at my aunt's house too. So the three cousins that I have there, I consider my siblings. And I've been learning so much about how we are each other's mirrors and so many facets and like how siblings are our most intimate relationship. That is another thing about relationships that I find so beautiful and so like what a gift that we get to experience all of these things like and if you look back at your childhood and you look at your placements also with your third house and and then the way so they inter they integrate with your with you as yourself and your chart they are here to show you the, the shadows of your intimacy that you really don't like you know like those are the things that like be like oh, I don't like facing that stuff and it's your siblings you know and they are here to show you the iteration of the beauty of yourself if you are able to accept them my little my little sister she has an airy son and she is just like this like powerhouse brilliant brilliant human being and like I truly know I know that everything is nothing is a mistake so she was like my bitty baby doll that I was like I love her she's perfect she has every single outfit that I ever want and I'm gonna dress like a little doll um, but she was so perfect and then my youngest brother is he sort of, he came much later in our lives and he's a Pisces and my self note is in Pisces. So it's a lot about healing that dreamer like quality of myself that I really, really need to come to terms with because he's just like in, in this, like, they're like, does he care about something? Like he cares. He's, he's definitely caring a lot in there, but he's just, you know, just relaxing into it. He's going with the tides and the intuition of it all, but they're a different generation. They're a very gorgeous. That like the the kids that are in high school right now. I can't wait. I'm yeah. like they're gonna be so exciting for our collective. They just like have this way about them that they really dream and they don't care. They don't oh. care what it's supposed to look like, what they're supposed to be doing, quote unquote. They're literally just doing whatever they want. I love that yeah no I'm excited too to see that generation as they get older and start to make huge impacts and waves on the collective for sure and equally as so as I learn so much about from my older sister about how I can show her how to soften you know like Mm -hmm. she is, is is like she she was my my biggest idol my whole life she always she still is and like she they're so hard on themselves as human beings in the world and she's about three years older than me so her Saturn they're in, they're all in their Saturn return right now so and it's That's in tough. <laughs> yeah which is so funny because 
my Saturn in my 12th house of Neptune. So it's like me showing her like it's okay to dream, you know, like be in that in that dreamer like energy. Like we don't have to do it in this way where it's like so structured and like so so rule regimented and like hand on your shoulder sort of energy. It's like just do what makes you so happy. And she also has double Libra. She is Aquarian or Aquarius. She is Libra ascendant and moon and Taurus sun so she's just like Venusian beauty she's beautiful she's like just it's all about beauty with all that Libra energy does she struggle at times though to find like her own personal identity and does she struggle with like making decisions yes yeah for sure and I think but the Taurus does help I think out in a lot of ways as well where she does feel very crap when she makes a choice she makes a choice um and it's, it's like for good but she she just like if you see her in the iteration of like the creativity of who she is is like she is just so creative she can create from a place of absolute nothingness and it's all beautiful I love whatever that. she produces is like just this like gorgeous art piece <laughs> oh that's that's amazing yeah that's awesome I I always wondered what it was like to have more Libra energy in, my, in me because I know happy, but I have a lot of Libra friends, obviously, because I am an Aries. So, like, I I like to be around them. They balance me yeah. out. But Libra is so sweet and just, they really know. Like, they have this way about them where if they stay in the middle, I always think about them as, like, the warrior. Where, mm-hmm. like, on either side, on right and left, if you stay in the warrior pose, like, in yoga, you're the middle. And, like, they do know if they stay with their heart that they, what the choice is and what the right thing to do is but then they, they're like ah <laughs> and then they get like thrown off by everybody else's opinions I feel like yes. that's the issue because you want to yeah. please everybody but like yes you gotta learn that that's just not gonna ever happen you can't please they, they get angry but like me is like my my lesson here with a Chiron and Libra is just to be like be angry about stuff that's okay oh. like yeah it's okay and to be, be yeah. also like you don't have to be sweet and nice all the time bring that anger up because if you don't look at it then it's gonna be resentment yes and be moldy I always say I'm like when you grow here and anger in your body it becomes mold you don't want mold no you do not you do not so I want (laughs) to ask you something that I ask everybody I'm really curious is there a lesson that you've learned in your life that has been really challenging but you're super grateful for it Mm, all of them all of them (laughs) yeah that's what everybody always says all of them I guess the the biggest lesson is to continuously over and over and over come back to the reliance on the real infant wellspring that is the support that's for me of the universe, which is like you're if you relax and you sit back and you say like, well, I'm just the observer here. I'm I'm not actually in control of any of these things. And they're all just, they're all set in stone. Something I say a lot is you are the author of your already lived memoir. Mm. So you're just to watch this being go. Right now I have, this is an interesting way that pain shows up in my body. And and when pain shows up, it's obviously like do what you need to do. See doctors and seek out medical professionals and whoever it is that your healer is in your life outside of you but remember that like you have the tools to heal you in any way that you need and I in January was going through a similar sort of emotion and my rib randomly was dislocated like I crazy yeah it was very it was really I couldn't breathe and like 
what it was asking me was like, okay, you have, you're having an opportunity here to breathe deeper and look at this pain that you have pushed down for a long time. And now I have it again. Oh, wow. So it's, but instead of becoming the victim of being like, oh, I'm scared and sad and I have no tools and resources, I have been breathing so much deeper. And today I, I, I swear I did breath work, Lauren, and I came up from it and but the pain has like, it literally went down like at, at least 45%. And wow. I'm like, this is, this is guys, this is the, the magic. <laughs> I love looking at like pain and illness through that lens right not many Mm -hmm. not many can appreciate that perspective well at least the people around me kind of struggle to appreciate that perspective but I find it so powerful to look at it that way I I had a book I think it was like called you can heal your life or something oh I love that book you've read it yeah so she she over like how different illnesses emotions she has also meditations which you should listen to because they're just oh my god she's so so special you can heal your life it's just like one of the best books in the whole world but you should listen to her meditations because they just are they're dreamy she her birthday so I lived in the house with the three younger siblings, the middle brother, um, Thomas, he passed away, but his birthday was October 8th and her birthday is October 8th. I have three other people in my life that came through like in the same exact energy. And I'm like, oh, wow. and it's my Chiron, my Libra. Wow. Yeah. So that's, really that's gorgeous. Crazy. Wow. See, I love synchronicities like that. Me you know too. what I mean? it's there the, there's no veil anymore no. I used to say the veil is so thin I'm like no 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 curtains pulled I I can see it all God is so beautiful and honestly like I find that looking at life through that lens it just adds magic especially mm-hmm. to like something Perfect. that can feel so heavy you know I mean? yeah that's well that's our what is our only medicine it's mm-hmm. magic when you remember the magic it's the love right and, yes and if we can connect and tap into that, we are, we transform because nothing is here to hurt us. It's just no. here to love us, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And and that's hard to look at it when you're going through mm. like challenging times. Oh my God. And especially but... say, this is something that I also want people to know is that when it comes to this type of just this type of living in general, where you are meeting your pain over and over, stay resourced in a place where you don't have to do it all at once and you're not going to. And like that part for me as an Aries son also, it's like, I get a little hasty with it where I'm like, why am I not completely healed right now? And it's like, you have to every day commit to being with yourself and with your pain and you meet it every single time. And it softens the, the wolf becomes the dog and the dog becomes the puppy. And then the puppy is yours and you can hold the puppy and it's not so big. And it's like, it's really and then the puppy comes to you oh my gosh that is a beautiful way to put it (laughs) thank you you know I really enjoyed talking to you because I feel like you have such unique perspectives and such beautiful perspectives as well a very eye-opening way of thinking about life and I've I've loved it so thank thank you you for coming on I can't believe Sagittarius moon sought me out (laughs) I know it really did I mean I just don't know what it is but I do feel like everybody that I meet is for a purpose and a reason and oh. there's no coincidences. It's like all divine, divine. Yeah, especially with this as your 
profession and, mm-hmm. and finding people. And this is what I tell people as well is like every person that I meet, there is a purpose. There is a reason why I'm reading your chart. You're teaching me something and equally so is I'm teaching you. Yes. And it's just what a gift. It really is such a gift. It really is. And I'm, I feel very grateful that I have been able to do the inner work to be able to look at life through that lens because I used to look at it very negatively. Yeah. And that's okay too. Cause you yeah. definitely have to go through the really dark dark places to just say to yourself like that was that was a brilliant tool that Lauren used for a while so that she could stay safe you know because she needed that she needed that time where she was like nope nobody talked to me I don't have the energy for this like and now it's like oh okay here a little bit and you're like yeah I'll try a little broccoli I don't love it but <laughs> I'm gonna a little bit and then now you're like okay big bowl of broccoli I'm gonna yeah. eat the whole thing so yeah love that well thank you so much is there any um where can people follow you if they want to connect um, i have instagram my instagram is mariah t brady i have tiktok and i think i'll check i've been doing 30 days of in the stars with mariah which is like a little tiktok series that i started over the summer and i do like different things about astrology but i also have a lot of just the things that i said here and like just resources in general. It's called awesome. My Ethereal Thing on um, TikTok. And then if you really want to talk, my email is mariahbrady5 at gmail.com. I love that. Awesome. <laughs> Perfect. Everybody go check thank her you. out. And thank you again so, so much. Thank you. What a treat. <laughs>